Portions of this program may be pre recorded. All engines running, commit liftoff. Hey, welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. And if you are listening to the podcast, you can also send us your questions at Facebook and Twitter. The handle is at SWAT Radio Talk. That's at SWAT Radio Talk. Doug, how's it going today? You know, uh, it is wet yeah. outside. Isn't you know? it? it was uh, pretty wet, and today is primary voting day. If you have not voted, uh, you want to go out and vote in your primary, um, whoever you're voting for. And I live in St. John's. You live in Duval, right? And mm-hmm. there's several um, places that you can go and vote. Uh, just make sure you go to the right place for you. Um, you see people out with signs. I don't know if they're standing out in the rain <laughs> anymore. But uh, we have had last week, uh, we had, not last week. Was it last week? No, it was, it was a couple of weeks ago. We had... Uh, uh, Ginger Soud and uh, Bennett Brown on, and uh, we were talking about uh, voter guides. They have voter guides. You can go to FloridaFamilyAction.org. That's FloridaFamilyAction.org, and they have printable voter guides, and they explain on there uh, whether it's for the U.S. House, uh, Florida Senate, Florida House, you know, the congressional races, our, our friend John um, – Rutherford mm. is in uh, a race today, um, and uh, I think it's Aguilar that he's running against in the primary. Uh, but uh, we have we've had him on here, and he is he is a good brother in the Lord. And so I think it's whoever you support when you go out there, you want to make sure that who you support is uh, has good policies, and they or representing what would be best for our city, our county, and our country, uh, wherever you go. But you can go to FloridaFamilyAction.org if you live in Florida. Um, and that's uh, the primary is taking place here. Uh, and I'm not sure if there's a primary taking place in other places today, but I know today uh, in Florida we have primaries. Uh, until 7 p.m. tonight, you can go vote. So get out there and vote and go to FloridaFamilyAction.org to vote. That being said, um, you know, I don't know uh, that we we didn't talk about this yesterday. Over the weekend, uh, President Trump's brother passed away, Mm -hmm. Uh, his brother Robert, who apparently he was very close to. And it doesn't matter which side of the political aisle you're on. I mean, uh if somebody close to you passed away, that that it should be a time that we as believers should mm-hmm. should pray for them. You know, we're talking about prayer this week, and you pray because that's probably a a pretty sad thing. You've got brothers. I've got a brother. You know, if your brother passes away, that's and you've been close to him. That yeah. that would be a painful thing. Mm-hmm. 
but people have been pretty vicious in some of the things and that's the environment we have right now but yeah. Um, a lot of the critics of the president were tweeting the wrong Trump. Mm-hmm. And um, basically what they were saying is that the president should have died rather than his brother. That was the second highest trending tweet over the weekend. And when you think about just um, the current political climate, the hatefulness that's out there, mm-hmm. um, it is unlike anything we've ever seen. I don't know. Did you see the viral video that went around about the the man and the woman out in Portland, Oregon, who were pulled from their truck? Oh, and he and got kicked beat, in the head? Not just kicked. Yeah. He was pushed down, beaten. She was tackled. Yeah. And no charges have been filed. And it's just, Lori and I were watching it, and Lori's like, what country do we live in? I mean, right. what? where is this? Mm-hmm. How can this go on with no consequences? And I heard uh, somebody talking earlier today about it, and they said, well, one of the reasons it has no, they it happens is because they know there's no consequences. Mm-hmm. And that's why leaders are important, who we have in leadership and um you know, if it, this week, I mean, the big news is the political, uh, the Democratic convention is in uh, Milwaukee. It's virtual. A lot of different people are weighing in virtually. You're here. You can turn on the news and you'll see their speeches. But when you listen, what are you listening for? Are you listening for policies? Are you listening to what they stand for? Are you trying to be discerning and listen between the lines? Um I think a lot of times we we look for people to support our views, whatever they are. And, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, again, I want to remind people to get out and vote today, whether uh, in, in Florida. Uh, if you're in uh, Florida, today is a primary day. It's a primary voting day. So uh, I know Republicans are running against Republicans for, mm-hmm. the, for the spot to compete in the general election in November. And the D- Democrats are running against Democrats. And so exercise your vote, get out, you know, your right to get out there and vote. If Unless you're an independent because we're closed. Uh, yeah. So you can't, <laughs> yeah. you're not allowed you to can't, vote. You, <laughs> you can't vote unless you, yeah, that's right. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I had a good discussion and I know that there's people that, um, that have really been disappointed. Uh, they, 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 I listen. A lot of what we express to other people is what gets poured into us. Mm-hmm. And if you don't read widely or listen widely, you tend to develop one point of view. And I think it's really important to to hear other sides, even though you may disagree. Yeah. And I remember in Israel they said that's what really sharpens you. The rabbis used to love to argue with one another because it sharpened them and made them more wise and um um, wayne grudem is a theologian and uh a very wise man he's he's written several good theological books one called politics in the bible uh he wrote a book on systematic theology i don't agree with everything he says because he's human and i'm Mm -hmm. human and one of us is flawed in that regard uh maybe both we both are probably and, you know, but the truth is that he has demonstrated a history of faithfulness to the scripture and to Christian ethics. In fact, he wrote a book and teaches on 
Christian ethics. And recent, uh, this well, this is August 5th. He wrote a letter to a fellow faculty member who was disgusted with him because he supports uh, President Trump in his reelection bid. And he wrote him an email. And in the email, he basically questioned him about his Christian faith and how damaging it is to support Trump. There's a lot of evangelicals who believe that. But I thought his response was worthy. And as we pray for our elections, and I want to encourage you to pray uh, for for the people like a John Rutherford who represents Christian values and wants to bring those values into our government leadership. Um, but I, I, I want to chat with you today, Taylor, and our listeners about this because – I think it's insightful for us, and no matter whether you're a Democrat or Republican, no matter whether you're a liberal or conservative, I think we he brings some wise principles and and thoughts and observations to bear that we can that would bear discussing, especially today as we go to the polls and mm-hmm. as we pray for our country as we head into the Democratic uh, convention this week. The Republican, I believe, is next week, and so whether you support. One candidate or another, I think uh, his interaction with this person who questioned him uh, was really thoughtful. And so he he lays out 12 different um, points in response to this guy's email. The first one being this. He says, please consider the following 12 points of response. First, no consideration of policies. At the beginning of your email, you write, this email does not concern policy. The rest of the email concerns what you see as President Trump's character flaws. But that means that your email fails to address the entire reason for my support of him. In every column that I've ever published in support of our president, I've explicitly registered my disapproval of his character flaws and his previously immoral behavior. I support him because of the policies he has enacted and the ones he will enact in spite of his character flaws, which I don't believe rise to a level that disqualify him from being president. Uh, this means that as I read and I've reread your email, I did not find it be to be persuasive. It did not even acknowledge or argue against the reasons why I support him. You just simply say, basically, he's flawed, yeah. and you point out his flaws. A few months ago, while at the impeachment trial, a younger faculty colleague asked me, what would Trump have to do to make you stop supporting him? My response was like this. I would stop supporting him if he began to favor higher taxes, if he favored more government regulation, if he favored a weaker military, open borders, judges who believed in a living constitution, if he extended abortion rights, if he restricted freedom of religion, if he began to be hostile towards Israel. I didn't even finish the list because he said, okay, the reason for you then is policy. I get it. But your email did not even discuss policy. That's just his first point. And I think, Taylor, that's what happens a lot of times. People get so angry because they don't like his character or the way he responds to people that they never talk about his policies. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, don't you agree? Yeah, I do. I think that people either are focused on his policies or on his character. And uh, to me, I didn't think we were 
you know, voting on him to be our pastor. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but we will be uh, back with more after the break. Stay tuned. You're listening to SWAT Radio. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. Right now, right now, I'm losing back. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding the broken it'll be alright. But right now, oh, right now, I just can't. It's easy to say when there's nothing to That is Mercy Me with Even If. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. We have been talking, if you are just joining us, um, a little bit about a, uh, a article uh, Wayne Grudem uh, published, which was a uh, response to an email. Uh, so was, I guess technically his personal email that he's sharing, um, talking about uh, his support for President Trump. And we're talking that uh, about that in the context of it's a uh, primary day here in uh, Florida. And so if you are a Republican or a Democrat registered to either those parties or I guess, you know, the Green Party and stuff like that <laughs> as well, uh, then you should go out and vote and exercise your um rights, uh, your duty, even as a member of the United States of America. Uh, so that is what we've been talking about. And then right before the break, uh, his first point about why he supports the president, despite character flaws was for his policies. And, uh, that, that was a salient point for me. Uh, personally, I did not vote for Trump in the, uh, in 2016, I voted for Jesus Christ. I wrote him in. Because I just, you know, I didn't have, I didn't, there wasn't any, I didn't trust Trump. We'll have, we're going to have to talk about that after the program today, but no, that's, but here's the thing. I, I think that going back to what I said earlier, there, there were a lot of questions about Trump Mm -hmm. going in. He, he had never been in politics. 
And I can understand people being wary. But after seeing him for three years, as a guy who didn't vote for him back then, only on his policies, nothing else, mm-hmm. are you? do you still question his desire to help Christians or to help promote a at least some of the things that a conservative Christian worldview would encompass? Oh, no. I, actually, I was going to say that I, you know, up until really the – the COVID-19, I was like, you know what? I'm voting for him. He's done everything um, that I never thought he would do. He's been great. Um, his response, in my opinion, to COVID has been a little bit like, ah, but, you know, I'm still uh, leaning towards voting for him because the, the the alternative in my mind would be to vote for communism. And I think that he's done a good enough job to or well enough job to earn my vote personally. Well, so. for those of you who don't know Wayne Grudem, it's G-R-U-D-E-M. He's a He's a very prominent theological, the, uh, evangelical theologian. He's a seminary professor. He's written several books. He co-founded the Council on Biblical Manhood and Womanhood. Uh, he was the general editor of the ESV Study Bible. I mean, mm. he is he's a very uh, accomplished man who loves the Lord and who has tried to help other people understand biblical principles and ethics. And so we were looking at his response to somebody who questioned those ethics by supporting his support for Trump. And um, he, he said his first point was basically his policy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I support his policies because he's proven that he, he wants to support those things I stand for. His second point was for the last 56 years, I've been a conservative Republican and I, my, my political views haven't changed. I, I still believe that the best policies for our nation are uh, from a Republican mindset. And he says this because he said, I read a book when I was in high school called A Choice, Not an Echo by Phyllis Schaff, Schaffley, uh, Schlafly, who was a Harvard grad. And that really convinced him to be supportive of lower taxes for people as a whole smaller government and a strong defense for our country and he just went through and talked about that and and how he's he supported all those candidates throughout the years that stood for those things Mm -hmm. and um and he said and i still um argue for those conservative political positions even in his books politics according to the bible by the way which is a great uh reference book if you want to know um, about reconciling the Bible with the Second Amendment or the Bible with politics. He gets into all that stuff. And so he says that his support for President Trump is not new, but it flows out of these deep convictions of the things in his policies that he's standing for. And um, he goes back to saying, your email doesn't address any of these. And then the third thing he says is, the, the man made an assumption about Grudem that he's sacrificing moral principles for the sake of political gain. And you hear this a lot. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's said a lot. And uh, the guy wrote him and said, you are elevating politics above the Bible and sacrificing your calling for the sake of some federal judges in America that will at last, I mean, will max out at maybe 20 years. So you put the temple in front of the internal now. He says, can you understand, this is what Grudem's response, that I'm trying to influence politics because of the Bible and because of my conviction that the Bible speaks to all of life. 
like the Jewish people who were exiled in Babylon, that we as believers are exiled here in America, and we are called to seek the welfare of our city or state or country where God's called us to live. And he says, don't you think that Jesus wants his disciples to influence the world for good? And he quotes Matthew 5, let your light shine before people. Or like Paul, we are his workmanship created for good works. So he says, when I wrote the book, Business for the Glory of God, I was trying to influence the business world for good. But you never said that was putting the temporal in front of the eternal. Um, I think it was trying to apply the teachings of the Bible to the business world. When I wrote the book, Poverty of Nations, A Sustainable Solution, I was trying to influence government leaders in poor countries to uh, adopt laws and policies that would bring their nation from poverty, prosperity. You never questioned that. Uh, when I wrote politics in the Bible, I was trying to influence the leaders of government to be consistent in their policies with the principles of Scripture. And I thought this would be beneficial for the nations that did adopt these principles. Was that putting the temporal in front of the eternal? No, I think it was applying the teachings of the Bible to functional government. And he says that we as Christians should never intentionally sin. This is what I thought was really important. We as Christians should never intentionally sin in order to bring about what we think is a good result. For example, it would be morally wrong and displeasing to God if I ever told a lie to promote a political candidate. It would be morally wrong for me to steal ballots or to stuff a ballot box to influence an election and have fraudulent balance ballots. I think it would be morally wrong for me to say that I approve of a candidate who commit, I mean, a candidate's adultery or falsehood or embezzlement or whatever his sin publicly is. But I don't see anything wrong with speaking and writing in support of a certain political position or political candidate. Christian leaders have done that throughout history. And if I write an article saying that I disapprove of certain aspects of Donald Trump's conduct, but I support him as a candidate, I don't see anything morally wrong with that. If other people say they support him, if others say supporting him at all is condoning his behavior, they are carelessly or intentionally misrepresenting what I wrote. And I think that is a very important point, Taylor. Don't I mean, you, know, mm-hmm. you hear what he's saying there? And I think that happens a lot. People misrepresent yeah. that you think that it's okay some of the, the immoral acts that mm-hmm. him or any other candidate's gun just because you support their policies. Why do you think it is that, um, in particular, Donald Trump has caused such a visceral reaction, you know, either in support or especially against, uh, you know, kind of within the, the church community? Because I don't know, maybe the, the person who sent him this email, I, I would imagine is either from one or two positions. One is that, you know, Trump is just evil and this or that. Or two is that the church shouldn't be involved in politics. So I'm not really sure which one that is, but... For the people who do have that such that 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 reaction against Trump, why do you think uh, that is? Do you think it's just a I think party I, thing? Or? Okay. All right. Let's take Trump out of the presidency mm-hmm. for a second. Let's just say you met Donald Trump as a businessman from Jacksonville. He'd really nice to you. Yeah. When you meet him, right? But let's say you're a let's say you're a business opponent. And you do something underhanded or you do something to try to malign him. Mm -hmm. And he comes back at you to a vengeance because he's a New Yorker. He grew up 
that's the way he did business up there. And and he he speaks his mind freely. Uh, and to I, I don't believe, I don't know that he had a personal relationship with Jesus Christ uh, prior to the election. I don't know that. Mm-hmm. I know that he surrounded himself. I know Mike Pence is a believer uh, and a professing believer mm-hmm. and has tried to be a godly influence. But I, I think Donald Trump's, uh, uh, he, I think he, like he said, in his letter, I don't, I don't know if I read it, but he said he's brash, mm-hmm. he's egotistical. Anybody doing that, you're going to have a problem with, right? Yeah. Uh, the problem is every day we buy products from people, uh, from their companies who are just like Donald Trump, mm-hmm. and we don't care that we we use their products. We don't not use their products because of them. Uh, we we don't judge them on the character. You just like your iPhone. Yeah. Steve Jobs. Do you ever see yeah. his bio? Yeah. Do you know how he treated his family? Mm-hmm. But you didn't have a problem buying an iPhone or a MacBook or a MacBook Pro because you don't care. All you want is the iPhone, right? Yeah. But but when it comes to the presidency, you you can't just vote on policy anymore because it's so vitriolic mm-hmm. and so out there. You have media that is, is saying things that isn't true. Uh, we have these false conspiracies going both ways. And and I think that makes people upset. We don't like that. Yeah. We, you know, we we want truth, but we don't know where the truth is. But I think people that support Trump really support him, and people that don't like him really don't like him. I just thought it was in- interesting that he told uh, you know Wayne Grudem that he was uh, abandoning his principles and uh, in support of Trump. And then uh, to me, to you know, I don't. I don't want to step on anybody's toes, but in my view, to vote Dem- Democrat would be to abandon your principles, seeing as they the platform uh, supports abortion and stuff like that. So, I just wonder if it's a focus more on the the Trump the man, or if it's on the policies and stuff. That's where the divide well, is. When we come back from the news break, we're going to talk about what he says in response to that because it's two packages. Mm. You choose package A or B. Yeah, it ain't a man; it's the package you're getting with that man. Yeah. All right, we will be back with more. After the news, uh, we'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, as well as Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug at SWATradio.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That's at SWAT Radio Talk. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. by need to breathe uh welcome back to swat radio if you are just joining us we have been talking about uh a article by wayne grudem in which he's responding to uh i guess uh, he's responding with the defense of his support for president trump um and then w- the reason we're talking about it is because one it's election uh, primary uh day here in florida but also 
um, you know, it's, I think it's good for us as Christians to uh, look at politics in light of our faith because I feel a lot of times we forget to or fail to uh, bring our faith with us into our political beliefs. And so just to hear somebody, whether you agree or disagree, who articulates his beliefs through the lens of his faith, I think is pretty good and uh, hopefully is beneficial for you guys as well. Well, I, I hope so. I mean, you know, we were talking. I just want to go back and reiterate. This is a letter that was written from Wayne Grudem to a fellow colleague that was really upset with him because he is um, a pro-Trump supporter for his second term, and he believes that it undermines the credibility of his evangelical uh, label. I mean, I mean, just being an evangelical, not a label, but that it undermines him as a professor and all this stuff. So he said, first of all, that, you know, you have to consider policy, not just the individual. Second, he says, I've, I've spent the last 56 years as a conservative Republican. Third, he said that I'm not sacrificing moral principles for the sake of political gain. I'm being an influence for Christ because the platform that Donald Trump stands for is the platform that I think would best be uh, conducive to Christian work mm-hmm. and to Christians flourishing and helping and being a light and, and stand for the things that have good biblical values. Um, it doesn't mean him personally, but his policies that affect the nation. And then the, the fourth thing really gets into what we were talking about before we went to the break is it's a choice between two whole packages I mean, it's not Donald Trump and Michael Pence. It's and, and Joe Biden and uh, Kamala Harris. It is uh, Democrat policies versus Republican policies, mm-hmm. and it, you know, and that's what he says. He says it's not. Does Donald Trump have a great character? That's not the question for the right. election. It's not even does he have flaws. It's not even do we like him. I mean, the question is, which of the two packages is better for our country? This was the key point in Tommy Nelson, the pastor from Dallas, his message in 2016, Taylor. It was the sixth most influential factor in the 2016 election. He, You need to see it if you haven't. Tommy Nelson preached on uh, taking a stand, basically, and this issue, Donald Trump, and Republican policies. Back then it was Hillary Clinton and Democratic. Now it's Joe Biden and Democratic policies. There's no other choices. There's not a C. Yeah. As much as I would like to write in <laughs> Jesus and, and have him be here, he's not here uh, except through us. Yeah. And so the nation is either going to deal with option A, Donald Trump and Mike Pence, or option B, uh, and their policies. You've That's so mm-hmm. important for people to hear for four years or longer. If I think that um, I withhold support from Donald Trump, in other words, let's say I don't vote. I just go, you know what? I don't like Trump and I don't like Biden, so I'm not voting. And that makes it easier for Biden to win and for the Democratic policies to bring, uh, in his opinion, and mine too, and I believe yours too mm-hmm. from our conversation, great destructiveness to our nation. And the uh, church. Yeah, yeah then we make a choice by mm. not making a choice. And so um, the questions about a char- candidate's character are relevant, but it's not does he have flaws, either one of them. It's 
are they clearly unsuited to be president that uh, our only choice is to accept package B? In other words, is Donald Trump so flawed that we have to vote for Biden and do great damage to our country uh, if, if you do that? Because I believe, based upon the Democratic platform, and I'm going to list out some of the things they support here, um, and, and this is not political. We're trying to bring some biblical worldview to this politics. And like you said earlier, a lot of times we as Christians don't do that. We kind of stick our head in the sand. But uh, if you look at the policies and only the policies, package A is far preferable to package B. Um, you know, and we talk people like other people have talked about a third party candidate. But that's really not going to change the fact that it's A or B. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're a two-party system here. The reality is that a third-party candidate is not going to beat Donald Trump or Joe Biden. They're not. Yeah, uh, They could, but think about, is there anybody on the horizon right now that you think conceivably could beat either one of those? Mm-mm. They don't. Uh, so a third-party vote was basically throwing away the opportunity to influence our nation for good and the laws that we have. And Proverbs 3 says, don't withhold good from those to whom it's due when it's in your power to do it. You Listen, millions of Christians didn't even vote in 2016. Yeah, They didn't vote at all. At least you wrote in Jesus. I mean, you know, uh, but the laws and policies are going to set the course for our nation for years to come. Um, and so I just want to lay out real quick. Uh, uh, Wayne Grudem laid out a liberal view, which is, let's say, Party B, and a conservative view, Party A. Party A, freedom of religion. This is the view of the Republican Party. Freedom of religion means individuals are free to express their beliefs in the public square, on Facebook, mm-hmm. on social media, and that means the government should not establish an official national church but it may have policies that benefit all religions generally. That's the Republican viewpoint. The liberal viewpoint, uh, Party B, is that the freedom of religion should be diminished and become freedom from religion in public places. The First Amendment means government should not even favor religion in general. That is never the view of the Founding Fathers. That's the first thing. Second, uh, Party A conservative viewpoint laws should protect the life of the unborn child throughout pregnancy judges should not determine laws about abortion but should leave this to be decided by elected representatives of the people because we are a republic a democratic republic that's the way it works judges don't determine the laws Mm -hmm. they merely administer the laws party b The liberal view says that laws should protect a woman's right to abortion on demand throughout the entire pregnancy. Only judges who agree with this will be confirmed as federal judges. That is a big deal. You Mm -hmm. talked about it. It's a big deal, and we should think about that because 60 million babies have been aborted, or more probably at this point. Uh, Third, government. this is a conservative viewpoint, Party A. Government should preserve marriage between one man and one woman. That's the Republican platform. The uh, liberal Democratic platform says government should recognize and promote same-sex marriage. 
I mean, just those three right there make it clearly definitive Mm -hmm. as a believer in a Christian worldview, which policies that we should support. But but there's more, okay? Go down to... um, um, if you go down to uh, money, just the way we do, then conservative uh, party A says that money in a society belongs to the individual who owns it. So that tax cuts are not a government gift, but they're just allowing people to keep more of what was theirs in the first place by working hard. Mm-hmm. Party B, the liberal democratic viewpoint, says all the money in society belongs to the society as a whole or the government. So tax cuts are government's gift to people who are allowed to keep more of a society's money. See, that's a different in viewpoint, too. Um, Let's see if there's any others. Um, Military strength, Party A, the Republican. Our military should be strong and able to defend us and defeat any two enemies at once. Peace through strength. That's the Republican platform. Democratic platform, our military strength is excessive and leads to danger because the nations who oppose us do so because of the evil things we've done to them. That's their platform. And so as we think about these, and I mean, Israel is one. Republican Party is pro-Israel. The Democratic Party says Israel should be condemned for all Palestinians' death when it defended itself. So there's there's two very different policies. And what he's saying is, that you vote on policies. When you vote for a person, you're not voting just for the person. You're mm-hmm. voting for their policies. And I would go back. I just want to share this real quick because um, a lot of people go, all they talk about is President Trump and his character flaws. Yeah. Do you know that he's appointed two Supreme Court justices, 53 federal judges, and a, a appellate judges, which is the appeals court, and 143 district court judges. These are federal judges and two judges on the Court of International Trade. That's that's huge to have that kind of influence with those policies mm-hmm. uh, as you do that. Second, he's made historic tax cuts and deregulation to allow money to be in the hands of the people who do it so that we can help provide for the four, not demand the government do that. And the church should be the ones that are caring for the poor. A stronger military, he reversed the massive budget cuts to the military under the last administration, and he's increased military spending to build up the U.S. military again. So where we feel some sense of strength there, Mm -hmm. uh, he's restricted abortion. I mean, he's been one of the few presidents who's done that. He's the only one who went to the pro-life march. He's the only president, yeah. Uh, also in Israel, he put an in embassy Jerusalem. in Jerusalem yeah. and has been pro-Israel. And everybody for the longest time, I don't know how far back, has said, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And he was the only one who had the chutzpah, or however you say it, the guts to the do guts, it. The guts, yeah. yeah, he's had the guts. So he has uh, he has protected boys' and girls' bathroom, locker rooms, and sports team because on February 22nd, he directed the Department of Education to revoke the Obama administration's guidance letter that directed schools to allow children who claim to be transgender to use that. I mean, he's he's done a lot of policy things that mm-hmm. were good in our sight. So when we come back, 
We'd love to take calls or have some interaction if you want to talk about some of this stuff. Yeah, we will be back with more after the break. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. We would love to hear your guys' opinion. Uh, we've been talking about uh, Wayne Grudem's letter, talking about his um, his support for President Trump um, and why uh, he looks at not just uh, Trump's character flaws, but also the platform that he stands on and compares that with the uh, Democrat Party platform. And uh, I think it was a pretty uh, valid point. And for me personally, I don't agree uh, with either platform 100 percent, you know, all the way I, I have. Uh, I, I, I get that. Yeah, yeah I have, I, especially. Well, yeah, I have my opinion, especially like you were reading that about the taxes. I think that. Um, you know, we should go back to the way we originally uh, raised taxes, which was uh, incumbent on the states rather than on the individual person and, and things like that. And, uh, you know, Trump's been high on his spending. But I think that this election is a critical moment in American history because of the divisiveness that we've seen. I know you, you we talked uh, at the beginning about people were saying, oh, Trump's. Trump's dad or Trump's brother died. Oh, it should have been him. I mean, the level of, of vitriol that I've seen in in the public discourse is such that I I don't see how we don't avoid physical, you know, violence. Well, yeah, and and here's the thing too. I know people personally, Taylor, that on social media 
have said things that they don't like about Biden. Mm -hmm. And they've been banned for a day. Mm -hmm. I mean, they actually go into, they call it Facebook jail, you know, but that doesn't happen if you say it about Trump. Yeah. which is really interesting so and if you, you talk about biden sniffing little girls hair oh, and stuff oh like that, my god no they're they're gonna they're gonna put you uh-huh. in facebook jail for a day wow. uh and that's just one social media platform mm-hmm. so i i did want to say one other thing that trump has done that i don't think gets a lot of mention is rather than marginalizing evangelical christians as was the practice of the last administration mm-hmm. president trump has appointed a large number of evangelicals to high government offices, including Vice President Pence, mm-hmm. um, Ben Carson, strong believer, uh, Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, Betsy DeVos, Secretary of Education, Rick Perry, Scott Pruitt, uh, former EPA, um, Dan Coates, who was the Director of National Intelligence, Mike Pompeo, Russ Vaught, Director of Office and Management and Budget, these are and plus he's welcomed many evangelical leaders up to have conversations with them about mm-hmm. the faith community. I don't agree with everybody that he's had up there, but he's done that, mm-hmm. you know. And so when you look at those things that he's done, uh, what what Gruden says is Trump's not perfect, but a lot of people their criticism and specifically this particular colleague that wrote him are excessive and speculative. And let me give you an example. Um, At the heart of most of the disagreement is the fact that uh, Wayne Grudem's evaluation of Donald Trump's character is more positive than this other professor. And he said, can we at least agree that the evaluation of a person's character is complex? It requires wise judgment based on a wide variety of factors. And let's, can people not legitimately disagree in their honest assessment of somebody's character. What may be really bad for you may be something to me that, yeah, I don't agree with it, but I don't think it disqualifies Mm -hmm. him. I mean, as a specific, uh, this guy said to Gruden that Donald Trump does not measure up to the moral standards of the Bible, to which Donald Grudem said, well, neither does Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. Said the truly the only person that measures up to the Psalm 1 standard is Jesus. Yeah. And so um, Wayne Grudem wrote in July 16 that Donald Trump is egotistical, bombastic, and brash. He often lacks nuance in his statements, and he blurts out mistaken ideas, and he abandons those ideas. He insults people. He can be vindictive when people attack him. He's been married three times, and he claims to have been unfaithful in his marriages. These are flaws, but they're not election disqualifying flaws if you go much further than that um he says making statements that uh, are mostly speculative where you you uh, attribute sinister motives to him i.e mm-hmm. he's a he's a operative of uh russia <laughs> uh, well, of russia um you, you you know you write i don't think that trump's in, interested in anything but division he wants people to hate each other i don't believe that i, I yeah but people do believe that, and because they're told that by by, by mainstream media, which a lot does of times, want people to yeah. hate. It. Yeah, that's that's and ironic. and and most most of us don't know what his motives are. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I judge your motives? I don't know your motives. Right. You can't yeah. judge. You don't know mine. But what we can make observations about is 
behaviors mm-hmm. and policy enactments. Mm-hmm. And I think it's always appropriate to be cautious when we talk about people's motives because it's just hard for us to know. But if you go back to some of those things that were positive, I said about Trump, uh, if you look not as a hostile observer, but as a sympathetic observer, uh, I think he genuinely wants good for the nation and he believes he can do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so um, as we go through these, I mean, both character and policies have to be considered. He is, is another one. And he says, what will Trump do in a second term? Um, you know, I think he's going to keep trying to make America better. I really believe he wants that. Uh, he does struggle with character flaws mm-hmm. like we all do. But I think the policies of Party B, the Democratic Party, are going to be so destructive. And it's going to really hurt churches and Christians in the future, I think of our country. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that um, you know Trump for his flaws, and you know as far as his political, um, I, I, what a lot of what he's done politically is good. But I think you could say that uh, it's not comes from deeply held conviction, but rather kind of how he sees things in the moment, which could be scary. Um, but I think it is opposed to uh, the Democratic side of uh, of the aisle that uh, has, I would say, deeply held convictions. Um, that are anti-American, anti-God, and anti-life. And uh, to me, that is where the rub is and why, like I said earlier, I think I, I am going to end up voting for Donald Trump is because then that, that's at least four years of, uh, you know, where the Democrats are aiming their, their venom at Trump rather than at the church, you know, rather at rather than at America, uh, rather than at people who uh, want to see the unborn live well i i I do want to address one thing he says here the source of divisiveness in the country a lot of people attribute it to donald trump you hear that a lot Mm -hmm. and what grudem says is it is the political left not the conservatives who have rendered themselves the resistance they've continued to do everything to prevent the trump administration from even functioning Uh, i have no objection to both parties making their best argument in the public square and attempting to persuade each other this is essential for a democracy to work, mm-hmm. but it's another thing to resist the legitimate government through violence and intimidation. It's not conservatives, but the political left that supports sanctuary cities, hindering enforcement of immigration law. It is the left that has instigated shouting at Trump administration officials and their friends until they're driven out of restaurants and their families are terrified in their own homes. It's the left that has repeatedly disrupted congressional hearings and other meetings. It's the left that has abandoned established procedural rules and precedents, fair play and due process. It's the left that has organized mass protests and riots to prevent speakers from even being heard on university campus. It's the left that has attacked innocent people and made thousands of conservatives, including Grudem, he says, Afraid to say they support Trump or even wear a MAGA hat or put a bumper sticker on their car. That does not belong in a healthy society. Yet that's what's going to happen. He says the New Testament says, let every person be subject to the governing authorities. There's no authority except from God and those that exist have been instituted by God. It seems to me the actions driven by the hatred of Trump are what's responsible for the toxic political culture in our country. I agree with him. I, I would take it a step further. I think that um, we're seeing 
uh, ideological clashes and in in uh, in some instances uh, uh, religious clashes. I think that the ideology that's possessed the left, um, and you know, the progressive ideology is much more akin to a religion, and so you're seeing religious fanaticism to uh, eradicate anything that is not, you know, subservient to that, and that includes. Uh, traditional Christian values that that includes the traditional America. Um, so I would, you know, I have a stronger opinion, I guess, in that regard. No, um, well, but you know, I, I guess I'll put it in those terms. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I so I agree with him, and I think that um, that that that's where the tension is coming from. Is that it's two uh, fundamentally different uh, worldviews. Uh, a, li- a, a liberal view and a conservative view again. Over 80% of the voters that supported Trump, not because they liked him as a person, but because they favored these policies, originalist judges, pro-life policies, a stronger military, a, you know, a free market economy, lower taxes, fewer government regulations, support for Israel, a high value on human freedom, personal accountability for committing crimes, good jobs and school choice, a strong border wall, careful extraction and clean use of carbon-based fuels, racial inequalities in income and quality of education should be solved by greater availability of tax-supported school choice, economic growth, and a host of other things. So as you go and vote today, remember policies. Policies is what is going to really be the thing that impacts our culture, not necessarily the people. So uh, I hope that was encouraging, and get out and vote. All right, you have been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. You can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. See you tomorrow. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening 